a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode two weeks ago where we chatted about the shows at Frederick Meyer Gardens in Grand Rapids, Michigan on August 24th. The Vic Theater in Chicago, Illinois on August 25th, and Sacred Rose Festival in Bridgeview, Illinois on August 27th. There is a link in the show notes if you wanted to check that out. This week on the show, we're going to get into the long-anticipated West Coast Tour September 1st at the Observatory North Park in San Diego, California. September 2nd at Hollywood Palladium in Los Angeles, September 3rd at the Fox Theater in Oakland, California, and September 4th at Grand Sierra Resort and Casino in Reno, Nevada. Before we get into all of that, a very awesome announcement in case you missed it. A nice, fatty batch of tour dates were announced last Friday, celebrating Umphrey's 25th anniversary. It's going to be a very busy winter for the guys. Kicking things off on Joel's birthday, January 12th and 13th at 9.30 Club in Washington, D.C. The rest of the dates, January 14th in Philly at the Fillmore. January 15th in Bethlehem, PA at Wind Creek Event Center. July 19th at Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, New York. January 20th and 21st. The 21st is actually Umphrey's birthday, and they will be celebrating at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York. There is a UMVIP package available for those two nights and a pre-party Um, We'll be at Garcia's and Heartless will be playing, so that's sure to be awesome. January 26th in Fort Wayne, Indiana at the Clyde Theater. January 27th in Grand Rapids, Michigan at GLC Live at 20 Monroe. January 28th in Detroit at the Fillmore. January 29th, Cleveland, Ohio at the House of Blues. February 2nd in Madison, Wisconsin, February 3rd and 4th in Minneapolis, Minnesota at First Avenue, February 11th and 12th for the already announced Jam Cruise, and then taking it back to the West Coast, February 22nd in Sacramento, California at the Ace of Spades, February 23rd in Pantaluma, California at Mystic Theater, February 24th in Anaheim, California at the House of Blues. February 25th, Las Vegas at the Brooklyn Bowl. 
it'll be just about six years since the last time they played in Vegas when this show rolls around, March 17th, 2017, also at the Brooklyn Bowl. So I know a lot of people are very excited about their return back to Vegas. March 2nd, Bend, Oregon at the Midtown Ballroom. March 3rd, Eugene, Oregon at McDonald Theater. March 4th in Seattle, Washington, the Showbox at the Market. March 5th in Portland, Oregon at Crystal Ballroom. And, of course, the Belly Up, March 10th, 11th, and 12th in Aspen, Colorado. Those are looking more like typical dates that we were seeing um, pre-COVID time. So that's exciting to see us getting kind of back to where things were in that respect. Neighbor will be getting things kicked off in PA and Doom Flamingo will get the party started in Indiana and Michigan. As I mentioned, the UMVIP pre-party at Garcia's with Heartless on January 21st. The official announcement also said that there will be more awesome 25th anniversary things in the works. I can only imagine what amazing gems have been uncovered as Kevin has been going through Umphrey's headquarters and what they're going to share with the masses. I'm very excited to see what they have up their sleeve and what awesome random posts we get, you know, like some photo from 20 years ago or something. I just love shit like that. So I'm very excited. It's already shaping up to be a very awesome winter. Pre-sale tickets and UMVIP packages will go on sale today if you're listening when this airs, Tuesday, October 11th at 10 a.m. local time with a public on sale beginning Friday, October 14th at 10 a.m. local time. Links for everything in the show notes. And also on the calendar for 2023, if you did not see the announcement Um, after they canceled those Southeast states because of Hurricane Ian. Wilmington, North Carolina, April 28th. Uh, Savannah, Georgia will be April 29th. And Birmingham, Alabama will be April 30th. And all the info about those rescheduled dates can also be found in the show notes. And a quick reminder, there is some time to get your entries in for DATC Media's first contest, Design an Umbol 9 Helmet. The winning design will be made into a sticker that fans can purchase during the weekend, plus a whole bunch of prizes, including a pair of tickets to an Umphrey show in 2023. And with those dates, I just listed off... Um, It'd be awesome to get a pair of tickets for one of those shows for sure. Check out datcmediacompany.com for details on how you can enter, all the rules, and a list of prizes. You have until October 21st to get your entries in. A few folks have already sent in their submissions, and some other people have been talking to me about their ideas of what they're going to submit, and it's been really awesome to see and hear the creative stuff you guys are coming up with. So I'm excited to see what else everybody has in store. DATCmediacompany.com under the contest tab or follow links in the show notes. 
some more humble goodness. Did you see the band announced this past Wednesday? Something else we're able to voice our opinions on for the upcoming event. The guys are going to play an album in its entirety. This has already happened with a few albums. Recently, this year, January 21st, 2022, on their birthday in Syracuse, the guys played Local Band Does Okay. May 24th, 2019, at Summer Camp Music Festival, they did Anchor Drops. April 10th, 2009, in New York City at the Nokia Theater, they did Mantis. And April 5th, 2006, at Tower Records in San Francisco, they did Safety in Numbers, but only Side 2. I think we've already won because as a result of this recent voting, Older Songs for Women is now available on Nugs for our listening pleasure. And I'm sure as many of you know, I'm a Jake gal, but I'll tell you, young Bayless vocals make me swoon. I don't know, just something about hearing that album, you know, which is not something I listen to regularly. I can't even tell you the last time I listened to that album. Um, I mean, I don't even really listen to Studio Umphreys a whole bunch. Most of what I listen to are live shows. So, I mean, it's been more than a decade since I listened to that. So to come back to that and listen to that was just, yeah, it was really awesome. So if Older Songs for Women is not your vote and you have nugs, you need to give it a listen. You know, it's really great to hear the infancy of these songs. Um, So, yeah, definitely give that a listen. It was just so great, so nostalgic to go back um, and definitely fitting with the upcoming 25th anniversary of the band. Um, in case you're curious, Older Songs for Women was my vote. Although I will say, I mean, Mantis, of course, would be awesome to experience in its entirety in person. Um, but I will say It's You would also be cool to see played in its entirety, mostly because we don't see those songs a whole lot, aside from Seasons and Attachments, um, and it would force the guys to play Nether again. Um, So (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of people mention that they voted for that album, though. Um, So far, the consensus that I'm seeing is Mantis. Older Songs for Women, uh, Safety in Numbers, I've seen, has gotten a lot of votes as well. Um, So we shall see. It's going to be awesome. Either way, seeing an album played in its entirety is going to be rad. Before we get into the meat of this week's episode, a quick shout out to Tyler Christ and Mitchell Dunn for their generous monthly support. You guys are the best, and I appreciate all of your support you have for my show and DATC Media as a whole. I just appreciate the shit out of you guys, so thank you so much. If you like this show and all the content DATC Media Company is producing, head to patreon.com slash DATC Media Company and check out all the awesome perks and how you can support everything that we are putting out. Did you know that DATC Media Company is now on Patreon? 
Yep, offering all sorts of really awesome exclusive merch items, content, and more to our incredible patrons. There's a variety of tiers, options, and ways for you to show your love and support. Your monthly contribution helps make Dropped Among This Crowd podcast, The Umphreys Wow Show, Crooked Conversations, and a ton more Umphreys fan-related content coming soon possible. Check it all out at patreon.com slash DATC Media Company. Arriving October 4th, 2022, a new album from Carl Engelman titled The Long Game. Carl plays songs of our time and the long struggle of the common man against the new world order. Album art by Dylan Vaughn and mastered by Paul Clemson of Theory One Productions with backing tracks from John Engelman, Joe Dotery, and Ben Kilmer. The Long Game will be available on all platforms for streaming and downloading. I said the truth, but it disappeared. Shadow banned from the earthly soul. Two shades down in the rabbit hole. All right, so let's get into this week's show. Before we start digging into the shows that the guys played, Joel mentioned on Twitter that he made a Nugs playlist, Best of West Coast, September 2022. 17 tracks of his favorite tunes and jams from this run. I'll link that in the show notes if you're interested in giving that a spin. And also in the show notes, you'll find an updated link for my 2022 highlights playlist on Nugs, an ever-evolving list of the tunes from the whole year. I still have those last three West Coast dates to get through and add to this list. Those we'll get to next week. But check that out, even if you already have, because like I said, it's always changing as I add more to it. And for some reason, I've discovered on Nugs that anytime I add tunes to a playlist, the link, the old link, doesn't update, um, which is really weird. So the updated link for my 2022 highlights playlist um, is in the show notes. And I'm pretty sure that everything that Joel put on his West Coast uh, playlist, you'll find on mine as well. Also, you'll find a link for my 2022 Hall of Fame contenders list, the tunes that I am 99.9% sure that I'll be voting for when it's time to cast my ballot for Hall of Fame. So let's get into the first show this week, September 1st at the Observatory North Park in San Diego, California. The last time they played here was back in 2018, March 25th. You may recall the band was supposed to play the West Coast and were already there and ready to play when all hell broke loose with COVID in 2020 and they were all sent home. This run of shows was originally planned to happen um, before the first attempt at Iceland. So to say that the West Coast folks were excited was an understatement. You know, they had been waiting so, so very patiently for these shows, watching everybody else get so much love. Um, So, yeah, well-deserved. And they seriously got the treatment, of course. Band was fire all weekend. They've played at this venue three times, including this time here. The aforementioned date back in 2018 and also in 2017 on March 19th. 
Some folks were saying that this show in San Diego was show of the year for them. I think if we're making a list of candidates for show of the year, I would add Workout Festival from back in July and also the recent Vic Theater show on there as well. Starting this evening with the appropriate Get in the Van, followed by Seasons, the first tune from the evening finding a spot on my highlights list. Abandoning its roots slightly after two and a half and sweetly floating off. Enjoying a nice glide through the sky. Making a nice rotation, beginning to open up and gather a little more momentum about five minutes later. Continuing to climb, reaching a slightly higher level about four minutes later. Falling down to earth about a minute after that. Rapidly piecing seasons back together more intentionally coming back into focus, fully coming home slightly after 13 minutes. Love how that song has matured in only four years. I mean, that's crazy to think it's only been four years. Rocktopus next, taking a nice little jovial side detour on its way out the door before it would fall into the next tune, Phil's Farm. Stasic leading the path as we strut into the jam slightly after three minutes, venturing off into the jolly land of jazz, cooling its heels and driving back into Phil's proper slightly after 11 minutes. So much next, followed by educated guess, a nice standard version of that. Blue Echo beginning its initial formation methodically detaching from its roots and venturing off on its own slightly after four minutes, growing rather mature and very sure of itself in this jam, disconnecting and ending the first part of the evening with a ripping rocker part two. Opening set two with a nice 16-ish minute escape goat. This would also find a seat on my highlights list. Falling down the rabbit hole slightly after six minutes, picking itself up and wandering through the jungle. Stasic laying some pretty fatty base bricks as we continue through the jam, rounding the corner about 10 minutes and opening up. Stasic making things a little bouncy as we venture forth, jovially dancing on, really spreading its wings and soaring way out taking it one level higher before starting to work its way back into Escape Goat proper. Party and Peeps, followed by a very hot conduit. If you listen to this show or you were there, you know why it found a spot on my highlights list. Leaving conduit in the rear view and venturing off slightly after three minutes, getting ominous and maniacal as this monster continues to build. Courtesy of Stasic, sinking us even further into the depths of this dark jam, consuming everything in its destructive path, working itself way up and slamming back into Conduit slightly after nine minutes. That one went to some pretty dark depths, and I love everything about that. A very nice Ringo would follow, this also finding a spot on my highlights list. It's noted on all things Umphreys that this would feature an F-16 by Doom Flamingo Baseline. I'll admit, 
I don't know Doom tunes like that, um, but I heard this was the case on the interwebs before it was noted on all things. Um, and I think there was a, definitely a section where I thought that maybe that was it. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised to see that some Doom bass lines are starting to seep into Umphrey's jams. Strutting out about two and a half, shaking off Ringo more and more as it continues. Cruising along, although we can hear the pieces of Ringo underneath slightly after seven minutes. Focusing more on taking one more wings spread glide through the sky. Right when it hits that eight and a half mark, goosebumps. Bursting right through the clouds and going right for it. Full of all sorts of determination. Fuck, I just love that so much. Taking it just a little closer into the stratosphere. This one even got me a little misty-eyed as I was listening to it, I will admit. Releasing and stomping right back into Ringo slightly after 11 minutes. Stasic again leading the way as we head out one more time, making things a little sexier this second time around. Undressing and completely revealing itself. Walking right back into Ringo about 18 minutes. And of course, you'll find this one on my highlights list. I think that's one of the big meaty jams from these four nights. Got Your Milk right here and a standalone puppet string to close out this second set in San Diego. Falling down the rabbit hole slightly after four minutes. Stasic keeping that fat base attached throughout, going on an unchaperoned adventure, dabbling in some police-esque vibes as it continues, steering it into home slightly after 11. Encore for this evening, one tune, Higgins, taking us straight to the atmosphere as we sink into the jam before four minutes, tumbling down to earth and back into Higgins about three minutes later. Well, that's the first thing when you did this podcast on cooking. You were like, well, let's cook. Let's pick something let's the from woods. the woods and yeah. make a meal out of it. That was your first yeah. thing. Join us as we talk about food and music. Let's do all new songs. You know, that's just the way I am. I like that instinct. I'm always like that. I'm like, I don't want to play the old shit. I want to play, you know, new, new, new. Politics and conspiracies. The guys don't say complete demolition because they were unsafe. It sounds like bullshit. It's just like 9 11, right? And the wild world of sports. But there was one, like, I'm with Des Bryant, man. He got screwed in the postseason because they said he didn't finish. He made a catch. He turned his body, stepped over, and then, and then he dropped it. They called it incomplete. And I still felt like the Cowboys and Des got screwed. There's a lot of days like complete the catch bullshit. Check out our new podcast called Stew on This. Tune us in and see what's cooking. Next up, September 2nd in Los Angeles, California at the Hollywood Palladium, the first time the guys would play this room. Looking up some stuff about this place, I found out that the ballroom opened on October 31st, 1940, with a dance featuring Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra and the band vocalist Frank Sinatra. Pretty interesting random tidbit of music history for you. And there was all sorts of awesome stuff that I was reading about this place. I just love older venues like that that just have this history of these people 
um, playing there. You know, you'll read something and they're like, oh, nonchalantly, you know, somebody played there. Like, oh, Elvis played there. No big deal. And it's just like, oh, wow. Okay. So that's pretty cool. This night would get started with the walkout tune, La Blitz. And every time I see this on the set list, I always think of the How I Met Your Mother episode called The Blitz. I love that show so much. Um, So if you're a fan of that show, you know what episode I'm talking about. Um, And for some reason, I mean, obviously, every time I see that on a set list, I think of that episode. So cheesy, but yeah. (laughs) Moving the evening along with the silent type. Say what you will about that tune, but it is a fantastic time. Two by two, floating out next, venturing off on its own slightly after seven minutes, rounding the corner and starting to gather some ambition and determination, intentionally laying brick by brick to build this jam larger and larger, slamming back into two by two about seven minutes later. Cemetery Walk followed by Cemetery Walk 2. That would also find a seat on my highlights list. Just the Chem Walk 2 to clarify. Venturing into outer space for a nice adventure around the planets. Really lifting off slightly before five and a half. Continuing to climb, getting more and more elevation. Taking it just a little bit higher and sliding right back into Chem Walk 2 about 10 minutes. I don't know what I want next, followed by another highlight list placeholder, Bad Friday. This one gets all sorts of funky in the depths of the jam, taking a few minutes to catch its breath and figure out its next direction slightly before seven and a half, lacing up its dancing shoes for one more go. Um, You'll also find that Bad Friday on my highlights list. A cover to close out the first set, I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince with Corey Fry from the Main Squeeze, who opened this evening and the following two nights of the weekend. The last time this tune was played, January 29th, 2020, at the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They take this one for a nice ride, getting everyone boogieing down. Shout out to Joel, leading the way as we dance off. Versions like this, I think that if Prince was still alive and he heard this, he would totally approve. He'd be like, damn. I think he would get down with it for sure. Set to opening with something fun. October rain into always October. Didn't take them long to do that. October Rain is actually my favorite walkout tune from You Walked Up Shaking in Your Boots, But You Stood Tall and Left a Raging Bull album. We haven't seen that one since February 15th, 2020 in Asheville. Actually, that was my last show pre-COVID. The Floor Next, venturing off on its own slightly after four minutes, dabbling in some toolish vibes about nine-ish minutes before driving back into the floor proper. That tune is just so powerful and it always feels good to rage that one. It's very therapeutic. North Route, one we haven't seen in what seems like a long time, but that's probably just because... Time is such a construct, and anything pre-COVID feels like a lifetime ago. Last time we'd see this, February 26, 
2020 at Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon. A nice little all-in-time sandwich for the tail end of this second set. Before revealing the contents of this sandwich, we'd get a very sexy Can't You See by the Marshall Tucker Band Jam dancing off and leaving all-in-time in the rear view. Embarking on our first stop within this sandwich, Small Strides. I really, really love how much fun they've had with this tune in such a seriously short amount of time. This version really entrances you deep inside its sexy, hypnotizing jam. Putting the brakes on and Jake just ripping it open, unleashing this massive monster that then dances off on its merry way finding itself back into small strides slightly before 10 and a half. Love it. <laughs> Push the pig next. This one would go on a very sexy, almost Sade-esque interstellar journey, branching off slightly after four minutes, undressing more and more as it continues, embracing its full sexiness with a little forbiddenness mixed in, confidently sauntering back in to push the pig proper about 11 minutes. And we'd make one more stop inside that unfinished all-in-time sandwich. It doesn't matter. The turbo version. Hanging on to its roots throughout most of this, it would get funky as hell, thanks to, as Bayless affectionately called him earlier in the evening, quote, local hero Joel, slightly before eight and a half dramatically building on its way out the door, slamming into the conclusion of All in Time to end the second set. And it's pretty funny because we even got a hot Joel out of Bayless after that push the pig. That was just hilarious. <laughs> just so perfect. Like, ah, he did it. You know they freaking rib him so hard behind the scenes on that one. You know they do. On tour for the evening, Malchais, Stasic leading the way as we head out on a nice little funky detour, slightly after four minutes, cooling its heels, collecting its thoughts, and planning its path as it dramatically and methodically builds back into Malchais proper, erupting all in and bringing the evening to a close. Hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it, uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview, and then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge shines even more than usual, right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the, the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs, they, they all have a unique personality, and we explore that. The best versions of the song, the, the uh, traces of where the song came from and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs. And then we have the metal round. 
with a guest from the Humphreys world. And they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest, picked their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate it if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. Moving along to the next night, September 3rd in Oakland, California at the Fox Theater. This was actually webcast for free on Nugs, and it is still available to watch um, if you go in your app and you actually go to listen to the show. You'll be able to watch it from there, and there's also a link in the show notes for where you can do that. The guys have played at this venue nine times, last time back in 2019 on March 1st. We get things started with a 22-minute Mantis, which... When things kick off like that, we know we're in for it. And I've mentioned many, many times 2022 being the year of the Mantis. And I will say it again. Give that one from Detroit earlier in the year a spin. Do it. And do it often because it's so good. I've never in my life been more sure about a future Hall of Fame vote than that Mantis, Draconian Mantis. 100% going on my ballad. Also should 100% be its own one vote, but never mind. Um, But if you have not listened to that, listen to it. Like, pause this episode and go listen to it and come back. Like, seriously, it's good. Anyway, (laughs) back to this full standalone version. You'll also find it on my highlights list. Completely leaving Mantis in the dust and dancing off slightly after seven minutes. Cooling its heels and taking a breather about seven minutes later. Sexily floating itself into the conclusion of Mantis. New tune, Fenced In, next, followed by Bridgeless. That would enjoy a nice scenic drive before being left in the dust. Coming back together as half delayed. We would see the rest of that Bridgeless a little later in the evening. Night Nurse after half delayed. This nurse would also find a spot on my highlights list taking a few minutes to make its plan before confidently dancing off slightly after four minutes, opening wider about three minutes later, and it very energetically continues to dance, Stasic laying down some pretty thick bass before it loosens its grip, strapping in for one more blast off about nine minutes, winding on its way out, coming back full of attitude as plunger, If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know how I feel about Night Nurse, and that one was a perfect example of why I love this tune. Back to this plunger. Random fun fact, this version would not feature Andy's castanets. According to crew guy Steve Britz, the almost 20-year-old pair has been glued back together several times in Andy's new pair were at his house. So the next plunger that we see, we can expect some nice, fresh clams. This one would defiantly stomp off about six and a half, getting aggressive on its way out. Love everything about those first few seconds of stank face-inducing rage that would continue to creep in as this ventures forward, 
calming down slightly only to get itself all worked up and bringing in the conclusion of that mid-set bridgeless to close out the first set in Oakland. That plunger also on my list. Um, Random thing, if you want to hear a really killer plunger, check out the one from the Dylan show in June. Um, That's definitely one of my votes for Hall of Fame as well. Um, this version from California mentioned on all things Umphreys would also feature a serious by Alan Parsons project tease. Um, not sure exactly where, but that was mentioned. Starting set two very nicely and matter of factly with hurt birdbath turning into a metallic robotic vibe about eight ish minutes as it haphazardly stumbles along Crawling into an It's About That Time by Miles Davis Jam, rounding the corner and soaring right back into her birdbath. A scapegoat coming out again, this one clocking in at slightly over 12 minutes. The one from earlier in the weekend would come in at just about 16 in a half. And you know, I also threw this version on my highlights list. Just because I freaking love that tune and witnessing all the ways that they're just having a blast with it. I'm so here for it. Divisions next, falling down the rabbit hole and head first into Perk World, finding its legs and venturing further and further into the jungle, finding a clearing and dancing back into Divisions. Having a different attitude its second time out, Embodying a sweeter vibe, gathering some hopefulness, lifting off and beginning a nice confident soar through the sky. Very nicely landing in about 12 minutes and back into divisions proper. That one and the tune that would come after, Whoppy Sprayberry. You'll find those on my highlights list. Shout out to Stasic again um, as this Whoppy heads out about four minutes. And you know what? I've definitely shouted him out a whole bunch in this episode. I'm giving him MVP for the whole weekend. Joel coming in as a very close second. But Stasic was definitely ripping it up during these shows. And a quick, completely sort of unrelated, I guess. Not really completely unrelated because it has to do with Stasic. But if you didn't know, DATC Media also presents weekly NFL picks with Stasic and Rob Turner and Carl Engelman. Their show, Stew on This, is also produced by DATC Media. And Carl's son, Will. So every week we meet and get on Zoom and the guys pick their teams for the upcoming NFL games. Those can be watched on the DATC Media YouTube channel. Um, You can just search that or there is a link in the show notes. Um, But we are coming in on week six, I believe we're going to be doing here uh, tomorrow or the day after. They're just so much fun. I love them, you know, bantering back and forth about what they're going to pick. And it's been a lot of fun to do that. So if you haven't checked those out, those are so much fun. Those are released every Thursday during the football season. Um, So check them out if you haven't. Weekly NFL picks with Stasic, Rob Turner, Carl Engelman, and his son, Will. All right, back to this show. Crucial Taunt and Den to close out the second set. 
an encore for the evening, Booth Love, that'll dabble in some grimy funk during the depths of its jam. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an umfreaks-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. And finally this week, September 4th at Grand Sierra Resort and Casino in Reno, Nevada. The second time the guys have played here. It's been quite a bit since the last time, February 18th, 2007. Although they have played in Reno since then, three times, January 17th, 2010. October 2nd, 2010, and March 8th, 2015. Coming right out of the gate this evening with similar skin, the end of this transporting us to the other side of the world, hundreds of years ago, lost in the desert, deep in some Arabian story. I really, really love that ending part of this. Oh, it's so like sexy and mysterious. I just love it. Dropping us in resolution. When this heads off into the jam about two minutes, there's something very familiar about it. I can't really put my finger on where I recall it from, but there is something familiar about it, like a jam we visited before. Not the whole time out on its own, but when we first start out, it perked my ears up as like, hmm, I feel like I've heard this little bit before. So if you know what I'm talking about, please feel free to reach out and let me know. Enjoying a nice little drive around the neighborhood, sliding back into resolution about three minutes later, wandering off again for one more spin around the block, a standard Spires next, followed by Day Nurse. This one would get comfortable in the jam slightly after six minutes. The fuzz making a detour into what felt a little like some black water by the Doobie Brothers vibes about five minutes. Uncommon and new wings rounding this out, showing another side of its personality, ending the first set in Reno with Go to Hell. And starting set two with the triple wide, venturing off into space slightly after four minutes and really blasting off among the stars, sinking into an interstellar dance party, buckling in and hitting a little bit of a meteor shower about five minutes later, 
beginning its land back on Earth about 11 minutes. Every time I gave this one a spin, it always provoked some kitchen dance parties. So that's why you'll find this one on my highlights list, as well as the next tune in the kitchen, dancing off slightly after four minutes, taking a few seconds to catch its breath before continuing to dance on, cooling its heels, rounding the corner, and driving its way back into kitchen proper. Women Wine and Song next, followed by Pure Saturation, then Jajunk, boogieing off about three minutes, cooling things off a little, and transporting us to a smoky jazz bar about three and a half-ish minutes later. Jajunk tickling back in, but only very briefly, sweetly floating out a minute later, drifting deeper like in a hypnotic dream taking you all in, abruptly waking up and driving right into Jajunk slightly after 12 and a half. I just love the hell out of that tune so much. <laughs> I just, there's just, I mean, I, there's not very many Umphrey songs I don't like, okay? But there's just some songs where you're just like, I fucking love that tune. Jajunk is one of those songs for me. Changing moods with the Pequod next, with August closing out the second set in Reno. And this evening's encore would be the final tune from the weekend that would find a spot on my highlights list, Dump City, sinking into some serious dark vibes about three and a half. I saw some video from the evening of this jam with Ben Factor just absolutely slaying the ominous vibes with the lights and video screens. I will throw a link for the video I found on YouTube in the show notes so you can check that out. The triple wide from earlier in the evening that opened the second set also featured some really killer stuff on the video screens as well as the pure saturation we saw in the middle of set two. I mean, it's an understatement and obvious when I say that Ben is just something else. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. It is just such a pleasure to watch him work. I love it so much. And I've mentioned before that, you know, prior to him, I was never really like the light girl. Um, my main knowledge of lights was actually Waffle. Um, I saw a lot of Mo before I saw Umphreys, and he actually worked with Mo before he came over to Umphreys. So a lot of the lighting work that I was familiar with was actually Waffle. Um, so I was never really like, oh my God, about the lights. But something about Ben, man, he's just amazing. Um, and he's actually been a guest here twice on the show. So check those episodes out too. I'll link those in the show notes as well. Back to this dump city, this massive ominous monster continues to build and devour everything in its path, just completely destroying everything it comes in contact with. A hell of a way to end the evening and the whole weekend. Ugh, that dump city is real nasty and I love everything about it. Wow, <laughs> that was a bunch. Four shows is no joke to do an episode about for sure. Um, took me 
little bit of time to uh, review all these shows. There was a lot to get through for sure. Um, and I really appreciate you hanging out with me all the way to the end of this episode. There's a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can listen to these shows as well as anything else that I may have referenced throughout this episode, videos, all sorts of other stuff. Also in the show notes, you'll find links for where you can check out the DATC Vault stuffed with a whole bunch of past episodes to binge on. This is episode 206, so there's a lot of content for you to go back and listen to. It's pretty crazy how many episodes um, that I've done. Also in the show notes, you will find links for how you can support DATC Media on Patreon, as well as where you can snag your pre-order of the summer edition of Crooked Conversations that is hitting the streets very soon. 40 full color pages of Umphrey's content. I am so excited for everybody to get their hands on that. So make sure you check all of those links out. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you around these parts next week. Mad love.